Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Gracious Father, we thank you once again to just be in your presence. Thank you that we are able to come together as a body of believers, God, with clearer knowledge of what you have in store for us, what you desire for us, where you want to take us and what you want to do with us continuously. So Father, we thank you and we ask that as we sit and we get your word tonight, God, we allow it to take roots in our body, in our minds, in our souls, God. We ask that it is planted on, on ground that will take in the root, God, and that we will continue to hear and multiply this word, Father. Father, we ask that you send your word tonight to all those that are connected to us globally, God, and those that are connected to us in the body in Kehau. Father, we just ask that as you continue to prune and continue to to cast and continue to to examine, Father. This morning we heard the rain, the word rain, like you take full rain over our lives, God. Take full rain over the position that we have in you, Father. So tonight, God, we just ask that you continue to allow our ears to be open and our eyes to see, Father. Allow, allow us to just want to study your word. Allow us to want to pray more, God, because it's a choice. It's a choice that we have every day. So Father, I thank you that in this moment, we have made a conscious decision and a choice to be in your presence. So Father, be with Pastor Alex as he bring forth the word tonight, God. Be be with every family that is represented here on this call tonight. Allow us to be examined. Allow us to allow you to be God in our lives. Allow us to empty out everything, God, that is not of you. Prune us. Prune us and turn us into fine silver and gold for you, for you and only you. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you and we adore you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Father, we do. We just, we thank you because every moment in your presence, Father God, is just so wonderful and so beautiful, Father God. And we're just grateful that we know that your word tells us where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst. And we're confident and fully persuaded on your word concerning what that scripture tells us, Father God. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, for abiding here with us. We absolutely need you. We need you to teach us, guide us, counsel us, give us wisdom wisdom, direction this night and revelation of your word, Father God. We could only go so far, but we trust Holy Spirit that you would take us exactly where we need to be as we submit ourselves under your authority, oh God. So we thank you right now for the authority that is in Christ Jesus that we have. We bind and rebuke the devil right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever your assignment was prior to us gathering on this line, we cancel it right now in the name of Jesus. And this again is not an option. You must um, cease any, uh, form of uh, weaponry that you had against us, whatever plot plan that you plotted against us, even now in the name of Jesus, it has to surrender and cease right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the blood that was um, purchased us, that um, paid for us, that we were purchased with to give us this divine authority to decree and declare such a thing. So we declare right now in the name of Jesus that the word of God that you have stirred up in um, Pastor Keith right, excuse me, Pastor Alex right now shall come forth as it was given. Um, no hindrance, no flesh at all in the name of Jesus, just straight from your spirit, the word that he had prepared and that you had given him um, as he settled himself and studied your word tonight for us, oh God. We thank you for that, even now in the name of Jesus. And Bless you, God. Bless you. You're muted. She's muted. You're muted. 
sorry about that. A call was coming in. <laughs> so uh, we, again, we don't have to give you permission because you're God, but we give you permission as a sign of our surrenderance to you this night. Do as you may this night um, for all of us. Um, take us higher. We thank you for the um, authority to, to send higher in you. Um, we don't have to be on this carnal letter, level, but we, we choose to send high, high in the heavens where Jesus is already so we can hear that fresh word, Father God. That's what we want, that fresh rhema word for tonight that um, is given for us that we may live by tonight and forevermore. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Sue. Thank you. And it wasn't a mistake. Um, it's amazing when you said Pastor Keith. Um, for those who don't know, my, my boss, my brother, my friend, his name is Keith. And I believe with everything in me, uh, he has a mantle on his life. And so when you said that, something just stirred up in me. So, so thank you. Thank you there. That's the great thing about uh, being his children. Um, when he wants to say something, he'll say it. He'll say it. So, so thank you for that. Please know that heaven hears you, hears you. But um, I want to spend a little time, and for those who just came on, I see Sister Harriet, thank you, Brother Byron, um, Sister Dana, thank you guys for, for joining us this evening. Um, I, had a, I was just mentioning, I did have a conversation with uh, a brother on this week, and, and it was a good conversation. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you just want to know where people are. And, and when you just check in with people, um, their conversations can allow you to pray effectively for them. That's why it's so important to reach out. And don't, don't be afraid of, you know, those who don't want to hear from you right now. Just make the call, you know, if, because I think sometimes, you know, we get so emotionally charged by things that uh, it really draws us into a space where we'll be hesitant, especially when it comes to the word of God. And I think what we're going to share tonight is going to help us all. Um, because I, I, I read some passages of scripture that really kind of shifted the conversation um, that I was having within myself after having the conversation with this brother. So um, let's go to uh, the book of John, uh, chapter number two. Uh, we're going to talk about some things. And I want somebody to pick up if you can, um, Minister Jeanette, can you grab Second Chronicles chapter 30? Second Chronicles chapter 30. Um, and there's a reason I, I want to go there. But I, rather, I want to read uh, this passage of scripture first and, and spend a little time with it. And uh, I really believe that the, the Holy Spirit is going to speak to us through it. So everyone there, John chapter 2, we're going to start at verse 23. Verse 23. And I am reading from the NIV. So we all there? So John chapter 2, starting on verse 23, it says, Now, while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many people saw the miracle signs he was doing and believed in his name. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all men. He did not need man's testimony about man, for he knew what was in a man. I know that that scripture, which has been read for some time, I took a little time to just sit with it and allow it to speak to me. And I know many of Christians uh, who do not like to celebrate uh, the Christmas holiday uh, for whatever reason. I, I've never been the one to pass judgment on anyone uh, concerning what they do or do not believe in. Um, you have a, that's the great thing about our God. You have a God-given uh, choice to, to believe or not to. Um, but for me, I will speak for Pastor Alex. I get excited during these holiday seasons because I also understand that it's one of the most depressing times for people. And it just lets you know what what type of power the world has in the sense, how it will take something so precious and literally cause you to feel as if you're less than because of how they demonstrate it. It's so commercialized. It's so, 
you know, I have to get this, I have to pay for this, I have to get a gift for this person. And, and the gift that we can keep on giving, the gift that keeps on giving, the love of Christ, because studies show that people are more receptive during festive times. It's, if you really think about where people are during certain times of the year. So when I, when I think about Paul and how he was able to minister effectively, effectively, it's because Paul really took time to check out where he was, the time of season it was, and who the people were, the customs, the culture. You know, it, it was important for him that he didn't just walk into a space and try to take over the space. But what he did was he discerned the space so that he can, he's able to reach. So when he was in Rome, I like to say this often, you know, when scripture talks about how he became so that he might win some, it's something about honoring and respecting where people are, even if you don't agree. Because if you have truth, there's a way to insert it in love that people can come and feel their own convictions, just like you and I. When we were convicted, when, we, when, the, when the Holy Spirit came and arrested us, you know, it wasn't our, it, it wasn't our doing. It, it wasn't us that called on. It was the Holy Spirit reminding us. And then in that reminder, we had to make a decision. So during this holiday season for me, I love to take advantage of spreading the good news. You know, when I think about, you know, Christ mas, you know, mas, you know, for me in, 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 in Spanish culture, mas means more. So it's simple for me. You know, I say more of Christ. More of Christ is what you need. You need more of Christ. And so these, these times are times where even when it comes to my own personal family, you know, yes, they may, you know, it's something about how people will take something and, you know, really find a way to celebrate it for them. But again, I discern the moment. And these are the days where I see that most people's heart are softened. There's this, there's this, people are a little kinder during the Christmas holiday. People, you know, I'm not saying it all across the board, but if you really pay attention, it's, it's, it's really a time where you can really see the goodness in people. But even in that, even in that, when we read this scripture, you know, I want to, this is where I want uh, Minister Janetta to read 2 Chronicles chapter 30, Read verses 21 and 22, because I, I want us to, to know the importance of why during festive times there were certain things taking place as far as how we will minister to people, because again, the people's hearts were softened. Can you read that for us, Minister? Yes, um, I'm, in, I'm reading from the Amplified Version, and verse 21 reads, the Israelites who were present in Jerusalem celebrated the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days with great joy. The Levites and priests praised the Lord day after day, singing to the Lord with loud instruments. Hezekiah spoke encouragingly to all the Levites who showed good understanding in the things of the Lord. So the people ate for the appointed seven days sacrificing peace offerings and giving thanks to the Lord God of their fathers. This was powerful to me because here's what Hezekiah, and, and, and I love what the Bible said. He encouraged people. He was giving them an, a level of encouragement. Why? Because there was a time of festivity. People were feeling, they were feeling good. And, they, and obviously when we're reading the scripture back in second Chronicles, I'm not, please understand, I'm not trying to equate that festive with Christmas. I'm just trying to get us to understand that there are times where people, not all people, but if we discern what's around us, there's, there's, there's a festive time that softens them where you, if you're really strategic, the Bible says in uh, uh, Proverbs 11 30, he who wins souls is wise. There's a way that I walk into certain arenas only because I know that there are times where I have to shift into what the environment is calling for. So in other words, if, if I'm sitting in a room with a bunch of intellectuals, Pastor Alex is not a deep intellectual person, but I know that there are times where the hood can't come out. I gotta get in that room and I have to be mindful. This is not me 
not knowing who I am. This is not me uh, having to make adjustments for the sake of people. What I'm doing is I'm discerning the environment because the reality is this, the message I preached in the inner city doesn't make sense to preach in the boardroom because the moments and what they go through are, are not the same. And so here it is that, that God in his word, this is why I believe for those of us who really understand the power of the word, there is not a room we can't walk in. There is not a person we can't speak to. There's not a place that cannot feel who we are. The word of God is present everywhere. And when we understand that we have something, now again, don't go in there with what you don't know. Don't go in there with what someone else told you. Study to show yourself approved. That way you're not ashamed. You can rightly divide the word of the truth. And I promise you, people are going to move because there's something about when truth shows up that everyone has to make an adjustment because truth is served all by itself. It doesn't need our help. It doesn't, and, and the last time we spoke and you know we talked about uh, Christ and his position and his posture in our lives, the way it should be. So this, this, this word made me ask the question, why is it that during festive times when we have the ability to minister to people, why don't we? And I think one of the reasons is, is that we get so enamored with a party they threw. We get so, we start making the adjustments for something we feel they're in charge of. We just got an invite. No, as a matter of fact, they even know why they invited you. So there are certain things that I know I won't get invited to because I know the people, if they have any idea who I am inside that environment, oh no, I'm coming. And I'm, I'm coming with the Father, with the Son and the Holy Spirit because I realized that if I don't bring them in the room, everything in the room can overtake me. Why? Because I don't go on my own strength. I can't go on my own strength. So here's what it is. Even in that same, when we read uh, John uh, chapter two, starting at 23, one, there's, a, there's some, I, I went into some commentaries and one of the things that I love is that it said that it wasn't only in verse 24, it says, but Jesus would not entrust himself to them. He wouldn't entrust himself to them, but he knew all men. Now, I'm not saying that we have the, the discernment of Christ in this sense because he's God. But he does give us an ability to do things that can transform the way we think about ourselves. We are sharper than we know. We are deeper than we know. And I'm not talking about the deepness where everything is, is negative and you're the only positive thing happening. No, I'm, I'm talking about the assurance of knowing that he who has begun a work in you shall complete it. And so when that translation talked about that Jesus didn't even trust, he didn't want to put himself in a position where people can have a little bit of authority over what he brought to the table, what he was bringing inside that room. So Jesus didn't get caught up in the hype. He, he, and, and let me say this, and this is really going to probably affect some thinking. Just because people receive you doesn't mean you have to receive them. Now, think about what this scripture was saying. Jesus would not entrust himself to them. Why? Because here's the reality. I think we get so, and this is why we can minister with no effect, because a lot of times we want to minister to people who we think like us or who we think understand us. And the reality is this. The Bible is clear. 
Verse 23 says, now while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many people saw the miracles and signs. Many people saw the power of Christ, but that didn't move him. Because the reality is this, even with all their seeing, even with all their uh, uh, witnessing and speaking of, it doesn't mean they're going to submit to the very thing you tell them about what they saw. Does that make sense? So a lot of times you can have an amazing testimony. People say, oh, Pastor Alex, all oh, this, and that, all that. It doesn't mean just because you receive me that I have to receive you. Because the reality is this, if signs and wonders only follow those who believe, so you can say all you want, but life will let me know if you really trust what you say you saw, if you really trust what you say you heard. Because if you do not, I got to be careful to hang around for the sake of the hype. And if you really watch ministry today, we have pastors who've been so hyped by their people, by their congregation, that they're now very hesitant to give them the God that chastises, to give them the God that disciplines, to give them the God that brings order. So what happens is they will see the sin right in front of them and still bypass it because of what the people said about them. And Jesus was like, I know what you saw. I know you saw the signs. I know you saw the miracles, but I tell you what, I'm still not hanging out with you. I'm still not going to allow you because of what you say or what you, what you think you believe. Because if it's that true, why are we spending so much time with people who've been watching signs, wonders, and miracles in our lives, some of us for the past 20 years. And if not careful, we'll find ourselves going back thinking that these are the ones we need to minister to because they saw, because no, no, no. There are people who are just spectators. That's all they are. And then you have those who will see not a great sign, not a great wonder, but just simple fruit. And will ask the question, what must I do to be saved? This is why it came out even more powerful to me when Jesus was asked about, this is in Matthew chapter 12, uh, verse 46 through 50, when Jesus was, was teaching. And remember when they came in and they said, hey, your mother and your brothers are outside waiting on you. This, this changed it a little bit more for me because scripture says that Jesus says, who are my mother? Who's my mother? Who's my brother? And that's not the part that got me. What got me is that the Bible says he pointed at the disciples and says, these are my brothers. These are... He was so specific to let them know, no, no, no. It's the one who do the will of the father. Those are my family members. It wasn't something he said in a general sense. No, he gave the person the example of who the people were. This is why I don't get caught up and I can't get caught up who, with people who will love me today and hate me tomorrow. Because if you come back in the room, There'll be a whole new group of people. And if you ask me, say, hey, you know, so-and-so is waiting for you outside. Well, so-and-so knows what I'm about. If they're not inside, trust and believe I'm not going to alter something for what they choose to walk away from. So guess what? If you're in the room, scan it. If you're on this screen, these are they that I walk with. These are they. And again, that's today. This can change tomorrow. Someone can call me this evening. Pastor Alex, I don't receive, I don't believe certain things of your approach, and I am going to love on you. But we're going to have a Paul and Barnabas moment. I'm going to tell you, it's just easier if we don't cause confusion by at least understand that I want to walk with Silas. I want to walk with Stephen. I want to, it's, it's a decision that God gives me the ability to choose 
who I walk with. Now, if I'm off, pray for me. And this is why you hear Pastor Alex say this often when people are talking about what thus said the Lord, even if I totally disagree, I always let people understand. If it's God, I'll know it. If it's not God, I'll know it. So please understand, the reality about truth is that it's going to be presented somewhere. So you can't get mad if you've been searching for something and then someone came and showed you the signs, showed you the miracles, spoke the word of God to you. And because you chose not to do it, you can't get mad at the individual who says now, I think you should go elsewhere. Why? Because there comes a point in your life and in your walk where your voice starts to get muffled. So what you think people are hearing, no, and maybe in the beginning, now you're speaking like this. And we spend time trying to get people to understand this wrong. They're, they're literally putting the muffle on us. But because of what, and this is why the eyes can be so deceptive. So when Pastor Kai, when God was talking to Pastor Kai about the eyes to hear and the ears to see, I, I've been using that practically everywhere now because it allows you to gain access to some different senses. There was, I think there was a, uh, and I'm going to watch this program. I, I think uh, Minister Janetta was there. We, they were talking about this, the show out with people who are blind. And it's called See. It's called See. Mm -hmm. This what y'all was sharing with me. I'm like, I got to see this thing. Because the level of sensitivity that we need, we're in some really trying times. And I think what's happening is when I'm talking to colleagues, I'm talking to, you know, pastor friends of mine and, and they're sharing what's going on. And a lot of people, there's a lot of people passing away. There's a lot of people who are just going astray as well. And I, 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 I sense where they are and it hurts my heart. Did I see a level of depression on them? And so I have to sit back a little bit because for me, and I've shared this with the pastor, I said, I think you're taking too much ownership of God's people. Because if they're dictating your emotions like this, I can understand having a heart, but please understand, you know, I can, if, if you're feeling something at the moment, but when it literally starts to dictate to your life. So let's just say everyone on this screen, I love everyone on this screen. Four of you guys by tomorrow decide I'm done. If the four of you guys now dictate to Pastor Alex, then when Pastor Alex is speaking to the rest and my focus is on the four that left, it's, it's, it causes a level of dysfunction because now everybody else can question my love towards them. That makes sense? And this is why you have to be careful. I know we're gonna have times where we're gonna feel a certain kind of way, where you know, things are gonna respond a certain kind of way, but I love what Jesus did. And I, I remember talking to, <laughs> to some people and you know, I, I think they got a little confused because People will watch me and they will watch what's around me and they will think they know me or they will think they know what's around me and who I'm with. And I had to share with some brothers. I said, man, please understand. I got brothers that you will, well, right now, you won't see. I have relationships outside with some powerful people that hold me accountable. And the only reason why they're not introduced to people that I know is because I'm careful not to affect because good can go bad real fast. So I remember sharing the story with you guys where, you know, and I'll say it again, but I, I, I think I was in St. Louis and a friend of mine, no, it was LA. A friend of mine was coming to LA and he wanted to come visit. He wanted to come and we were in LA and we're sitting around the table, we're having dinner. And because he doesn't know this, he doesn't know Alex. You know, all he knows is Slim. He does not know Alex. So he started to share these stories, being in the city, being in the hood. And I'm looking at him like, 
I don't even want to hear these stories. But when the, the people, when the men of God started to open up their mouths, he was so offended. And I looked at him and I said, you good? Because the reality is this, what they're sharing is the absolute truth. And you chose not to know that guy. So if you feel like you out of the conversation, guess what? You should, because I am not going to make adjustments and say, yeah, yeah, I don't want to join in with you on those slim stories. As a matter of fact, if you would have told me, I would have told you, whatever you do, don't bring up those stories because these guys ain't having it. And he felt a certain kind of way. And I kind of like at the end, but what God did to him, he wanted to know about Alex. He wanted to, because there was something in him that said, you mean I missed out on all of that? And I said, yes, you did. Now, here's the thing. If he wanted to, he didn't even have to talk to me. You should have talked to those who were sharing something about me that you didn't know. Sometimes you don't have to speak so much. Sometimes it takes the one you've already ministered to that's already speaking on your behalf. This is why we can testify over things, Minister Sue, while I'm not even there about a work that got done some years ago because somebody was watching our very every move. To the point where the blessings of God are reaching here in Tennessee while you guys are just stationary in St. Louis, why? Because the years of ministry and work does not go unnoticed. And so now you have people who I've never met, as a matter of fact, never even laid eyes on, who are saying, no, 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 no. Let me tell you about these people. To the point where, <laughs> Sister Dia, they're sitting there telling people about relationships that I never even shared with people. They were watching people disrespect and do me wrong. And I will say no, because I, I'm just a firm believer that, you know, and there's times, don't, don't, I'm not that deep. I'm not super, super deep where I don't get affected by things. But most times, most times you won't see me sweat. Because for me, I, I can't give you that much energy. I can't give you that much power. I, I actually go to bed at night. So I don't stare at the ceiling at night and try to figure out why don't you like me? I don't, I don't stare there and like, oh my God, oh, oh what am I gonna do? And then Pastor Kai is laying hands on me. No, I actually go to bed. She's the only one that can keep me up. And so because of that, I watch people literally try to get under my skin and then get mad because they don't move me. Cause you know what they say? I don't love them because I'm not emotionally charged, because I'm not upset and I'm not chasing you down the block and I'm not letting you go and you're, mm, no, because you're making a decision in my presence and I'm going to love you enough to let you choose that decision. Even when I believe it's not right. I will share the word of God with you, but I'm gonna let you go because you're, you don't belong to me. You belong to him. And the Bible says, that they're not rejecting us, they're rejecting him. This is why when the Bible says pray for your enemy, when you understand that concept, you really pray for your enemies. Cause you really say, forgive the father cause they have no idea what they're doing. And so this passage of scripture, scripture was so important to me because I understood that I have to be careful when people pat me on my back about all the great things they heard me say, all the great things they saw me do, yet they are where I met them. Think about that. So when people say, when people, people know my story that when I go to Jersey, they get three days. You better get everything you can in them three days. Not because I don't love you guys, it's because I don't even like me in that environment. Jesus said, this is why I, I get, he would not entrust himself to them because environments are powerful. And if not careful, they will suck you in. 
But trust me, when they're pulling you in, they're telling you how wonderful you are. They're sharing how beautiful you are. They're sharing how they need you and you're a woman of God and you're a man of God and you need to come and you need to, and they're setting you up. Because when you walk in the room, you realize it's not one of them. There's a hundred of them now. And this is why the word of God is so powerful because this, these are the two things in the crowd of what I, I sensed and what I've been witness to as I was digging a little deeper. Who did Jesus escape? Why did Jesus not want to deal with the people? Everybody couldn't have been bad. He was ministering the word of God. There were people there. But here, here was the revelation for me. He didn't just only walk away from the wickedness. He also walked away from the weakness. So you can have beautiful people who you need to walk away from because of their weakness. Not because they don't love God. It's because they choose not to work out spiritually. And so it'll cause you to, to start finding yourself. You ever walked in somewhere and then you call, you call some people for some help and they can't lift nothing? You're trying to move out the house and all they want to do is find a corner somewhere and talk about y'all got coffee? What? They don't want to grab a... And when they grab a box, you ever saw... It take them 20 minutes to get to the car. They just in the way. They'll come, come on out. We, we know them. We know them. I tell people all the time, when I'm moving, I call my sister Ellie because she is the strongest person. She'll move a refrigerator like it's nothing. But what I'm saying is, is that after a while, you know who you're inviting. There's times you sit there and you go through that list and like, mm -mm. that one person will get in the way of the 15 that came to do some work. And before you know it, you see the good, Strong, the one you depended upon, the one that you said, now this one take 20 boxes out in 20 minutes, but they got caught up with so-so and they both sitting on the box drinking coffee and you're sitting there like, now y'all both in the way. Do you understand the importance of knowing? So when the Bible talks about the heart is deceptive because we can, we can, we can move emotionally so much that we don't even realize that we're in rooms right now that all it is is a massage parlor. And the thing about a massage is that when you get done, they say, drink some water, you know, and get yourself moving because you'll stay there slobbering and sleep. And if somebody comes behind that person and starts rubbing you again, you're not going anywhere. And I'm watching spiritually how people who were so locked in because they refuse the correction and the instructions of the father, because guess what? It's going to come through you and I. Somebody's going to check me and it doesn't always have to be God saying, Alex, get it together. No, he can use the guy down the street where I may not care for too much and come up to me and say, man, the Lord told me, man, you really need to get it together before you lose it all. And this is why God is so mindful of us, because when you position yourself to hear of God, you can't tell God how to speak to you. He just has a way of just getting to all of us. And this is why I really want us to understand that in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. If you can't trust nobody but yourself, how do you get out when you're the one that locked yourself up? How do you find the key that you keep hiding? How do you tell yourself no when all you said was yes? Because there's a way that seems right. It's a way that seems right to us. So in spending time with this and knowing that in the midst, you know, the wheat and tear grow together. There are, there are people in our lives that are wicked, but in the midst of wickedness, there are people who really, really love God and they're just weak. So God says, you're going to have to learn how to separate 
wheat and tear. And you're going to have to know how to minister to people who are just a little weaker than you are right now. Why? Because the Bible tells us that the strong, not should, ought to bear, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. It's a task that God puts on us. So if you're feeling great about yourself, if you're feeling confident about what the Lord is doing, how dare us keep this to ourselves? When we know we're around people, especially during these times where suicide and depression is at its highest during the times of festivities. Maybe it's because we're asking people to bring too much to the party and they can't afford to. Did you hear what I said? Maybe you have to really let people know, you know what, I just need you to come. Bring nothing with you. Isn't that what he shared with his disciples? I mean, when you really think about the, the, the simplicity of the word, yet the power of the word, if we do the word, okay, if we do the word, then we'll see the work. We will see the transformation. There is, I, I was talking to a young man because I spoke to, I spoke to his mother and uh, I just wanted to know this young man. And this young man called me up. And when I tell you, he made my day. I was so excited about where he is. Cause we would just, we would just, I mean, and you, I just saw it in me. I, I saw it in me when I heard him. And there's something about when people really get it and you start to feel excited about what God puts in you. How do you not, let me tell you something we need to do. We need to throw some more parties for ourselves. Stop holding yourself hostage for the things you've done on yesterday. And why don't you celebrate the thing you didn't do yesterday? Think about that. I'm still celebrating years of sobriety. I'm still celebrating it. I don't care that it's been 26 years. It can end tomorrow. It can end tonight. Something can happen that can shift it all. So I wake up thanking God, saying, God, I thank you that today you showed up to my party. So when I invite others, the guest of honor, who y'all really want to know, is here. And this is why even in ministering to people, be careful. The Bible says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. I know you got a word in you. I know, but people, don't, people will know you by your fruit. They'll know it. And when it's time, trust me, they're going to crave that fruit somewhere. They, you ever got that craving in the midnight? I just, I just want, they're going to crave the fruit. And the great thing about the tree is that you don't see the tree knocking on people's doors saying, you feel like an orange today? I got some oranges. No. People know the great, the great part about the, the, the story of the prodigal son, and there's so many great parts to it, but the, the greatest for me is the part where he, he knows that his father is going to be waiting for him. That the father never got out of his position don't get out of position. Just keep your posture. There are times that God is put, and sometimes, please understand, our posture is not always standing behind the pulpit or ministering because we're feeling great. Sometimes our posture is on the hospital bed. Sometimes our posture is when we're hungry. Sometimes our posture is when people say, ooh, let's see how they get out of this one. So despise not where you are right now because where you are has the ability to minister in a real effective way. But be careful. Be careful because Jesus was clear that these people saw the miracles and the signs and they believed in his name. That's what the scripture says. They believed in his name, but Jesus would not entrust himself with them. We say this to the children all the time. Show me your people, places, and things, and I'll tell you where you're going. 
We need to start talking to some grown-ups about it too. Because the reality is, oh yeah, I only hang out with men of God. Do you know you're a man of God? Because the Bible says that Jesus knew them. The Bible says, know them that labor among you. You know that I was having a, I was having a conversation with a young lady today. And she got pretty upset with me. And it wasn't because I, 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 she was sharing stories. And she was telling me stories of, you know, about her girls and when they go out and all that. And, and I'm sitting there because she also tells me that she's a woman of God. So I'm just listening. And I'm like, but you, but I don't, I don't do what they do. But you with them. I mean, like, how do you, how do you, how do you, ex, how do you explain her, her frailties or, you know, her, her, her misfunctions that you call, not me. I didn't call them that. You, you told me about your girl. You told me that she does this and we should go to the bar. And, I, and I'm thinking, you see all of that? Like you telling me the story because you right there. And so I said, you just have to be careful because when people see you, she may be the fast one. But trust me, if you with her, you ain't moving slow. That makes sense? How can two walk accept it? So you're telling me you don't do what she does, but when she does it, you there. I, I, it, and she got a little upset with me. And I just, and I just left her there because I knew she needed to think about this. Now, this has this been her, you know, she's an older woman. So this has been her friend for 30 years, but your friend's an adulterer. You, you told me that, you, you're telling me these things, but then how, how do I, I can't, you know, I, how do I minister to you? The only thing I can minister is, you need to leave her alone. I don't think there's any deeper revelation than you have to not be with her. And I think that was offensive because she felt as if, but I'm the Christian girl. But nobody in the bar wanna hear you. As a matter of fact, when you tell me the stories, you have yet to tell me the story about your girl being converted in any way, shape or form. The only story you're telling me is how you're there to protect someone who does the same thing over and over again, she doesn't need your protection. As a matter of fact, it's clear she doesn't want your protection. And then she tells me that every time the, the trip is over, they argue. So God showed me the battered wife syndrome. And I talked about this in the ministry. There are people that literally believe that abuse is a form of love. He punched me in my eye. She, she, she talks to me the way she does because she loves me. So I'll take the abuse because it's their way of showing that they love me. So is that how you love you? Do you wake up in the morning mishandling, mistreating, misusing you? Okay, I didn't want to go on the tangent there, but I, I just, people, got, it's so important. It's so important to recognize being fearfully and wonderfully made. And please understand, I'll say this and I'll keep saying this. I know Pastor Kai sometimes like, wait, because I do. My message never changes. I'm gonna preach the same. Every Wednesday we get on here, I'm telling you, we're gonna draw right back to the love of Christ. And I'm always gonna check in to see how you doing with you. How you been with you? How's this week been with you? Because to, to really hear, and, I, and God is doing some amazing things in, your, in the lives of your family. God is doing some amazing things in the lives of your business. But how are you doing? How do you feel? Is anybody checking in on the woman of God? Is anybody checking in on the man of God? Just to say, how you doing? This is one of the reasons why Pastor Kai and I love creating an environment where people can come in just so you can breathe. Because I really want to ask, how you doing? Those simple words that years go by and we may not hear it. But we're concerned. I'm concerned. 
It's a lot to take in. I'll stop right there. Questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyone? I'll just say this. Thank you. There was so much in there, so much in this message. And so, so much for me to take home and just really just gnaw on. So thank you um, for this message tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tanya. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think more than anything, I, 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 it's not that I look forward to it, but the conviction of God. It gives me this, this satisfying feeling of knowing that he came in to check on me. I, you know, it's, it's, it's the child in me that, that constantly wants to, to live. It's, it's, this is why he says, you gotta come to me as a child. If not, you're unfit. Like I really, I really, really, really have to depend on God. I really, really, really want him to walk in my room and, and check on me and make sure, you know, I did cut off the lights and make sure I did brush my teeth and be, I, I know it sounds, but spiritually, I, 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 want, I want to be in his care. So when I'm going through what I'm going through, I'm looking for the one who felt his care and can minister to me and say, Alex, no. Do this, let's come on, let's get out. Let's, I, I, I need that in my life because I don't like to be sad. I don't, I don't like the feeling. I don't like the feeling of sadness. I don't like the feeling of feeling um, um, disowned. I, I don't like the feeling of being taken advantage. I don't like any of those feelings. So when I, it's cause to me, it's, it's a bully. I hate bullies. Like I know that there are some bullies who can beat me, but I will still fight the bully. Because even if I get beat up, the satisfaction of knowing that I at least made you sweat. I at least made you tired for two minutes. I know you got the best of me, but I trust me, you ain't gonna forget. You're not gonna forget. And that's the thing, that when bullies get confronted, they can no longer, hmm, they have to go elsewhere with their bullying. Because even the bully don't want to be tired all the time. Even the bully, and that's the thing. I'm not afraid to get beat up tomorrow too. Because guess what? If I keep going at you, you're going to give me the secrets on how to beat you. And I promise you, I'm going to get you because I don't plan to lose. Every fight is fixed as far as Alex Panetta is concerned. So bring them on. Bring on the lame. Bring on the, the broken heart, bring them on because I believe that the father that I serve has the ability and in one touch and I'm watching it take place. I'm watching it take place where people are wanting to see the deliverance and the healing power of God and they're asking and I'm excited. And I say, come on, come, come because this night, this night is gonna happen. The confidence of being called the child of God it's a great, great feeling, but it starts with us. It starts with us. This world, and I love as Daphne was praying, this world has to submit itself to the power and the authority of Almighty God. You can't be here. And when I see you walk in the room, I'm gonna tell you, I I'm trying not to embarrass you, but watch me closely. I'm telling you, you got to get out of here. Because if you start to trot around up here, put your feet up on the coffee table, now I got to embarrass you. And this is why there are so many people that we have to be careful how we're ministering to. What are we saying? How are we saying it? Because we don't want people to come back at us. No, let them come back. I'm sorry, I'm on tangent. Any, anyone, anyone. I'll, I'll share a few of the things that I heard. 
Whew, this is another like part three of the cross examination. So this was super good. Um, <clears throat> I love um, your quote when you said truth is best served alone. It doesn't need a companion with anyone. I love that. Um, and even as you continue to talk, I could hear the spirit of God saying that he was tearing down mental strongholds of how I perceive myself, how I think man perceives me and the limits to whom I will minister to, right? Because if I see myself as inferior and I can't minister to that group of people, person, then I won't. And then how I view them seeing me also. So he's tearing down those strongholds that I can minister to whomever across the board. Um, the other thing I, I love was um, walk away from the spiritually weak. I put dot, dot, dot. Also bear the infirmities of the week. So of course I chewed on that for a minute and I heard Holy Spirit said through you. I mean, it was just, man, refusing the spiritually weak are the ones who are refusing the correction of the father. But then um, in Romans 15, where it talks about bearing the infirmity of the weak, because it talks about those who are mature must bear yeah. their infirmity. Come on now. I was like, yeah. Like check, 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 because it get it brought clarity. Because it would have seemed like, didn't he just say walk away from the ones who are weak? But it's the ones who are refusing the correction of the father. Those are the ones you want to walk away from. Because what will happen, just like the young lady at the party, you know, you you at the party and you seeing her doing whatever she's doing, and after a minute, you're gonna be doing exactly what she's doing. That thing is gonna overtake you, right? So you do. You need to walk away from those who are spiritually that that really don't want the father, and then um, bear the infirmities of the weak. Same person. If she does want the ministry, then you continue to bear her up and, and minister to her because you're supposed to, we're supposed to be that people. Um, and then just knowing those who labor among you. So I could keep going on because it was so delicious and I was just getting yeah, hit left and right. And my sister's over here listening as well. And I'm like, I have to listen to this every week <laughs> and yeah. get knocked upside my yeah. head every week. But I come yeah. back every week. So absolutely. We gain access to more and more strength. Thank you, Sister Daphne. I'm going to let you guys go, but I want to say this because uh, Daphne just said it. And um, I want, I have a dear friend of mine um, in LA who's, who does documentaries. And, and one of the things he and I were talking about some years ago, he's going to do a piece on mental illness. Um, if you know this right now, it's one of the, the most talked about things right, right now, uh, whether it's in sports and entertainment or whatever. Um, and I, I, the reason why it's so close to me is because for those who ever read my book, um, it's close to home because my mother, um, it's the only reason we wind up in the city of Trenton. We wind up in the city of Trenton because it was close to the psychiatric ward. My mom was in and out of psychiatric places. And the reason why I started my addiction at an early age is because uh, that same spirit was upon me. And so uh, the saying was, I'd rather be called uh, a junkie or called an addict than to be called crazy. So I chose to get on that side because when I sobered up, and this is why we can't be quick to pass judgment on why people do what they do. Um, you know, for those of us as like Dia has to deal with it every day of her life and talking to people, there are strongholds and that's why they call strongholds. They hold you strong, they hold on strong. And so uh, this is why I celebrate my life I'll take it all the way back to what I said. I celebrate my life as often as I can. Alex Panetta throws a bunch of self parties for himself. I do because I'm so grateful to God because uh, of what he continuously do in my life because there's still things that that little boy that is now a grown man, I still see things. I may not see them like I did as a child, but I still see things, which caused me a little bit of hesitance because I can't talk to everybody. Because again, I don't want to be labeled. So there are certain things, and this is why it's important uh, with the people around me that they get, to, they get to know who I am so that if the Lord releases me to share some deep personal things, um, and we all on this screen, there's just certain things that we feel it's just us and God, and it just may take us all the way to the grave, unless he says otherwise, 
you know, everybody doesn't know every fine detail and everybody doesn't need to know. Um, you got to be careful where things get released because the enemy is hearing too. I'm not fearful of the enemy by no means, but there are certain things that uh, I have to be very, very careful and I have to be very guarded. So uh, that's why there's certain men, um, if there's certain things that's going on in their lives, I I'll minister to you, but, but the hanging out and all, we, we, we can't because I've got, as far as I'm concerned, I got way too much to lose in this realm because I really, really appreciate all that God has done and continues to do in my life. So I guard it. I guard it because this is a seed that he's given it. And the day is going to come where I got to stand before him and he's going to say, Alex, what have you done with the things I've given you? That includes relationships. That includes resources, money, work, whatever. And if I did not multiply the seed on the earth, he will call me a wicked servant. And I don't want to be called wicked in front of my father. I just don't want that. So I, I, I embrace every day to the best of my ability with the joy of the Lord, uh, excited about conquering whatever it is that's in front of me because it's a battle that I just have to watch him fight. I just have to participate and be there with him. And so, yes, man gives me all the credit because they can't see God. But I know who's doing it. I absolutely know who's doing it. Why? Because according to the system of the world, I'm already disqualified to even go in the room. But I've always shared the same thing with people. You may have to ask yourself the question, why me and not you? And it's just a question that I tell people when they try to come at me and they say, who are you? Where you come from? What's this? What's that? You know, and it's the people that work and are around the same thing, but I happen to be their boss. And I just tell them, make, I don't, I, it's not personal. As a matter of fact, you absolutely right. I ask myself that every day. You're right. I don't have that degree. You absolutely right. I don't have, you absolutely, but I'm still chosen. I'm still chosen. So um, let's, let's pray. And because uh, I know we went over time, but thank you guys so much. You guys, you really do. And I, I, can, I can speak for Pastor Kai. Let's continue to keep Pastor Kai in prayer. Uh, she just landed. She's in Houston um, and going to do a magnificent work. The moment she landed, I told her, I said, this is the, this is the one door that will lead all the other doors open. Um, and so I'm really excited uh, about what God is doing with Pastor Kai. And I knew the moment I married her that I will have to allow the world to gain access to God's daughter. So, you know, it's not easy, uh, but she's done the same for me. She allowed me to come to a strange land for almost two years without her, believing that God was doing something amazing here. And this is why there is no, for those, for those of us who, who want marriage, for those, just, just please, 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 just believe God and, and do it right one time. Just do it right one time. And when I say that, don't worry about yesterday. I don't care if there was five of them, women at the well, it doesn't matter. From this day, do it right and make sure whoever he is, whoever she is, it lines up with what you know God is doing in your life. And so that's why, you know, with her, she's the only one that can keep me up at night. And there's nothing I believe that we cannot conquer. I, I really believe that. There's not a place we can't be in. There's, there's nothing we cannot obtain. He's just that good. So on that note, Father God, thank you so much for again sharing with us your precious word. I thank you for the people of God. I thank you for the love that's evident, God, on this screen. Thank you, Father, for people who I know pray for me. Thank you for people, dear God, who speak to you concerning me, God, and I get to see the fruit. Please allow them to know that heaven is responding back to their prayers. And with that, God, I pray for each and every one of them. I pray, dear God, that the windows of heaven will just continuously blow out all the things that's due your people, God. You said, you said, God, you take good pleasure in taking care of us, God. I know all the windows are open, God. I pray that we're just right under them, that we don't get too busy where we forget, dear God, that waiting and standing still are requirements in your word. 
So, Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for your word, God. And I pray in Jesus' name, dear God, that even on tonight, let those signs and wonders follow each and every person on this screen because they believe. I pray, God, that the testimonies that will shock the world, God, will come through this body of believers, God. We already have miracles, God, in our midst. Continue, Father, to just build them up in their most holy faith that you'll be able to trust each and every one of us, God. We won't lord over what's yours. All glory and honor belongs to you. But we will stand on the mountaintop and make our boast in the Lord. We will share with the world the great things you have done. Thank you, Father, for the many years that you've kept each and every one of us, God. For those of us who've been walking with you for many years, and for those of us, dear God, who just started a journey with you, we know, dear God, there's no secret to what you can do. What you've done for one, you'll do for anyone, God, as long as their mind is stayed on you. Let this mind being you that was also in Christ Jesus. Father, continue to cover Pastor Kai as she is out ministering to your people. I thank you for the words of heaven that will rest upon her, dear God. I thank you for the miracles that I will get to see and hear about the moment she arrives. So Father, we are grateful. We're grateful as a body of believers, God, that on tonight you deemed it necessary for us to come together but this just to hear from you. Keep us in time until it's time for us to meet again. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the KHOW Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at KHOWWorshipLA. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.